Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. The evangelist Philip's life was divided into two distinct phases. First, a brilliant, widely known carrying of the gospel, followed by long years of obscure work of which little is known. He was one of the seven chosen at Jerusalem to help distribute goods to the needy saints there. When Stephen, who was also chosen, was stoned by the Pharisees, this proof of persecutions to come knocked over the gospel lamp. But rather than quench the blaze, it only spread the flaming oil. The next adventures in Philip's life are an example of the ways the Lord calls to and uses people in his work. It was Philip's brethren who selected him to his deacon's work, but he accepted the task as being from God. When the persecutor's prison cell made that task impossible, he followed Christ's message, when they persecute you in this city, flee ye to another. So from Jerusalem he found himself in Samaria, and one is led to wonder if he remembered what Jesus had said the day he rose into heaven. Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Nobody told him to preach when he went to Samaria. He had no commission from the apostles to do so. He did not hold any office in the church besides the one he left behind in Jerusalem. And so Philip, without a commission, without and with many influences to stop his mouth, became the first to break through the limitations which confined the message of salvation to the Jews. Because he found himself in Samaria and they needed Christ there, he didn't wait for Peter and James and John to lay their hands on his head and say, now you're entitled to speak about him. He didn't wait for any appointment, but yielded to his own heart, a heart that was full of Jesus Christ and must speak about him, and he proclaimed the gospel in that city. Next on Philip's resume is the Ethiopian in his chariot reading Isaiah. This time his commission to act was direct and divine. The Holy Spirit told him to join himself to the chariot. The consequence of his obedience was another enlightened soul who quickly felt his heart filled with rejoicing, followed by the baptismal waters closing over his head, and then a miracle. Philip was caught away. Whirlwind? Transporting angels? All we know is that Philip was with the eunuch, and when that work was done, he next appeared at the scene of his next task. And what a contrast it was. Philip went down to Caesarea and dropped out of the story for 20 years. When Jesus Christ desired that Cornelius, who lived at Caesarea, should hear the gospel, he did not direct him to Philip, who also was in Caesarea, but bid him send all the way to Joppa for Peter. When Barnabas at Antioch turned his faith northwards to seek for young Saul at Tarsus, he never dreamed of turning southwards to call out Philip from Caesarea. Somehow it came to pass that this man, who at one time looked as if as going to be the leader in carrying the church to the Gentiles, and who was a first, not only in Samaria but also on the desert road to press beyond the narrow bounds of Judaism, was passed over in the further stages by Jesus and his brethren and left all these years in Caesarea, whilst there was so much going on in the very movement that he had begun. Whatever the reason, Philip is a beautiful example of contented acceptance of a lot in life, apparently much less brilliant than the early experiences it seemed to promise. We don't know why, but we may learn from this devout man of God. Acts 21.8 reads, And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, 
And we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. Did you notice how Luke worded this? He did not forget Philip's former post, one of the seven, but he placed emphasis on the rank to which he had graduated. Luke called him Philip the Evangelist. Once he had had a great statesman listen to his words. Once his preaching had moved a great city. Now he worked in a quiet corner where he was scarcely noticed. The message is that great and small have nothing to do with the work of Christian people. Have you talked to God today? You have been listening to God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.